Hi, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am your host, Kat Jepson, a canine nutritionist with an innate obsession with dogs and the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. So, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to the My Dog Made Me Do It Naturally podcast. I am super excited to be launching this podcast because I have an innate obsession with dogs and in more recent years, the natural ways in which we are driven to live because of them. I have a passion to inform and empower pet parents worldwide on the journey to the brighter side of life, a side where dogs are allowed to be dogs and Mother Nature is given the respect she deserves. This podcast is for pet parents and professionals to share their journeys with their pets into the natural world and to discuss their trials, tribulations and triumphs along the way in hopes that we can inspire some of you, other pet parents, to take the leap and make the change or even just learn from each other through our own unique experiences. I understand that you probably have no idea who I am, so I thought for this first episode, I would let you know my story and the reasons why my path has led me to where I am today. That has eventually led me to making this podcast for all you other nature-loving, crazy dog people out there. So, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kat, and I have just closed down my small business, Puppy Chops Pet Shop, which was a pet shop that sold natural treats, supplements, and enrichment toys for cats and dogs. It used to be called Perfect Nature, but we rebranded in 2020. So I am 34 this month, and I have two Boston Terrier boys, Barney and Boris. Now, I started my journey into the natural world around 10, 11 years ago when I started my degree in criminology and psychology. I have been raw feeding my boys since 2018, so that's about six years. Now, criminology looked at crimes against nature with regards to corporations um, like the oil mining and devastation of indigenous communities. And psychology explored how our mind works and the current issues in society. Now, the first book that I read that set me off down the rabbit hole into the issues of food was a book called Farmageddon. And it was um, Farmageddon, The True Cost Cheap Meat by Philip Limbury. Now, reading this book, I don't know if you've read it, but if you haven't, I definitely think that you should. It basically explains how that intensively farmed meat is, is cruel to the animals and also lacks the nutrition, nutrition that we need as human beings. Now, after reading this book, it made me not want to buy meat from the supermarket ever again. Uh, so that was the start of that. Now, I think a lot of things that go on in intensive farming practices are hidden from society and that's why a lot of people are blind to it but I think when you look into the facts that it sort of sparks something inside you to make you want to find out more and to make better choices for yourself and um, so this really opened my eyes into what really went on in the world that we are shielded from and from there I started choosing more organic produce and reading more books on the human aspects of the natural world. Now in 2016 is when we got Betty and Boris. So Betty is Boris's sister and they were from the same litter. And despite having dogs as a child um, at this point I didn't really understand the best way to care for them except to feed them and take them for walks. Now, when we were choosing the, um, the dogs, we didn't research the breeder, we didn't see the father, we didn't do any research really. Um, because, just to put it bluntly, we just didn't know that we had to. We didn't think that 
you know, could this dog be riddled with health issues? Is this a puppy farm? Should we be doing checks on the breeder? Should we make sure that they have, you know, assurances against their health, that kind of thing? We just thought, let's go buy a dog. Found one on the internet and off we went. Gave them the money and then we came home. So we came home with Bessie and Boris. We just originally went for Bessie and then ended up coming back with Boris too because he was just delicious. Um, but it was after a few months we noticed that Betty's legs weren't growing properly and she had lots of physical issues. Her legs were really severely deformed um, and she just was really, really small. I think even when she was a little chubby, she still didn't weigh any more than five kilograms. So we were in and out of the vets looking for the possible causes of the problems and they basically just said that because she was around the litter, that um, she's just basically got these abnormalities. So we put ramps all around the house and into the garden and we basically accommodated her issues for that. I have so many different carriers for when we went out walking and things because she couldn't really walk that far. So that was that and everything was fine. And then in 2018, my father got diagnosed with motor neuron disease. So I changed jobs and started working at Paddling Paws in Pontefract for um, my friend Hannah, who I went to school with. And that is where I met Pagey B. And these two lovely ladies introduced me to raw food. And that was the start of the second journey down the rabbit hole. So I'd already been reading books about human aspects. And now I had been introduced to raw food. Now, in March 2018, Boris had his first seizure because Boris is epilepsy. And I remember it like it was yesterday. He was playing with a toy and we were moving it around really fast in the living room. And then I stopped moving the toy and he carried on moving, basically. Um, And that was his first seizure. So at that point, I remember feeling so anxious, wondering, oh, you know, my dog has epilepsy. I didn't even know dogs could get epilepsy at this stage. And I just remember thinking, how am I supposed to navigate this? I have no idea. Following that, in 2018, um, Bessie started becoming poorly. She stopped eating and she had changes in her behavior. Um, she started becoming aggressive towards strangers and things like that. So we took her to the vets. And they said it was because she was in pain from the deformities in her legs and she was given pain medications and prescription food. Um, they didn't refer us to a specialist or anything like that. Um, so at this time, I pushed for referral to a specialist to see if we could sort out some surgery for her legs and we started doing some fundraising for it. And the vet at the um, CT scan actually said it could be a neurological issue. Um because it could be something to do with connections in the brain, which are telling her not to eat, not really telling her that she could be hungry. So I mentioned this to our normal vet. They didn't refer us to a specialist. They said it was just the pain um, and told us to push on with the pain medication. Following this, we had quite a stressful time towards the back end of 2018. My father passed away in October. And then around about two weeks after, Bessie had a seizure um, in early November and this led to some hospital stays um, and she was in there for about a week because they she went into status epilepticus which is basically 
where they go into a seizure and they can't come out of it. So they just basically keep, they come out, but they're really vacant and then they go back in and they just stay in a constant cycle like that. So due to this, uh, once it's stabilizing, we managed to bring her home, but every so often she would go back into this seizure state. So we took her to a specialist and had an MRI and the neurologist said the MRI was like something he had never seen before. Um, all her wiring was wrong and he couldn't do a cerebral spinal fluid tap because the spine was so deformed and he basically just said he had never seen anything like it so we unfortunately had to make the decision um to basically let her go because her quality of life would not have been anything really she would have been she would have had to have been sedated to be out of the seizure state and it's just no life for any dog um so obviously that was super hard to deal with when you buy a puppy you expect to have your puppy for at least or you hope to have them for at least 10 years and but it was only two and a half so this was really really it was a really really tough time so this is what actually got me looking at um the canine side of it so the food the lifestyle factors that could affect it I started asking myself, what did I do? Was it my fault? Could I have done anything different to try and prevent this from happening? Um, and that is basically what has inspired my journey to where I am today. So following this, Boris's epilepsy got worse um, after Betty passed away. And his seizures got really bad between 2019 and 2020. He started on Epifen in May 2020. And since then, we have been working desperately so that we can try to get him off it. So it's this aspect of the journey. Um, as you can imagine, losing Betty in the way that we did, it absolutely fueled my anxiety for Boris's epilepsy because all I could just, all I kept thinking was, oh, Boris is going to go the same way. Um, but Betty was so unique and unfortunately she she did leave us too soon um, and it was a really traumatic experience for me and uh, since then I have struggled with the anxiety over Boris because of what happened but this is what inspired me to start reading books and educating myself on the powers of natural healing for pets. When I started researching um, what could have happened um, I started finding studies that were linked to vaccinations and seizures um, and things like that and chemicals. And, you know, Bessie and Boris were vaccinated as puppies. They had their puppy vaccinations and their one-year vaccinations. And I also used to flea and worm, their, flea and worm them with Brevecto and Verbac every three months as recommended by my, by my vet. Um, and this was, you know... <laughs> afterwards I realized you know this could have contributed to things like that and that's what started making me question these decisions that we we so sometimes take for granted when making decisions for our pets so having finally started to make these connections because it is not obvious for most people I mean the majority of people probably still do have yearly vaccinations even though they're not necessary and they probably still flea and worm their pets every three months with chemical products. Um, it is backed by vets. 
vets and people trust their vet and that's that's what happens but I think when you have suffered something so traumatic like that it does give you reason to question actually was that the right way to go so in 2020 I started Profit Nature and initially this company was to produce organic soaps um for dogs because of all the chemical-based products that were on the market um but then we kind of like fell into the natural treats and the enrichment products and we sort of just went from there um we rebranded this year into puppy shop's pet shop um but now we have just closed the pet shop down because retail is just not my passion my passion is with canine nutrition and holistic health so this is the start of my new journey um, but since 2018, we did get Barney in 2018. Barney was obviously a puppy when all this was happening with my dad and Betty. Um, but Barney has been purely on raw food ever since we brought him home. And you can tell because he has strong teeth, he has strong bones, he has lots of muscular development. Um, and Boris is, he's not, he's got weak teeth, he's quite skinny, he doesn't have much muscle. Um, and I do think it is largely because I didn't really know what I was doing when I first got him. Now, the boys are purely on raw food. They have no carbs or starchy veg. They have fresh fish every day and we DIY our meals. We used to use complete minces and ready-made raw, but now I prefer to build a bowl myself. Um, Barney does suffer with yeast and environmental allergies, so we do have daily management of this. And we're always doing a throwing with dietary changes because he is so sensitive that he has flare-ups quite often. But Boris, aside from his epilepsy, he can tolerate a lot of things. Most of my knowledge comes from reading books which have been written by holistic veterinarians and raw feeding advocates such as Dr. Ian Billinghurst, Dr. Tom Lonsdale, Dr. Connor Brady, Dr. Odette Souter, Dr. Karen Becker and Dr. Judy Morgan and people like that. And it comes from my own personal experiences dealing with the epilepsy and allergies and things like that. I also listen to lots of podcasts and webinars and follow herbalists such as Rita Hogan. So I'm always trying to learn and improve in any way that I can. And even after everything that I have read and everything that I have learned, I still learn something new every week. So, you know, the journey is never over. I've recently moved to the East Yorkshire countryside to a small holding um, where we are building our self-sustaining lifestyle. Our plan is to farm our own organic meats and vegetables for the whole family, including the dogs. I have studied canine nutrition for the past six years and practiced it for this long too. I don't use any chemicals in the home. We don't have candles or air fresheners and we just... We try to use as least chemicals as possible. And this is mainly for Boris's epilepsy. Um, he does have stress-related epilepsy. And Barney is a hyperactive dog. So having a routine and mental enrichment is really important for us. It's only now, after this long, do I look back and feel like I can make solid connections between how things played out. Like, did I contribute to what happened to Bessie, Boris's epilepsy and Barney's issues? Probably in some way, yes, I think. Unless you know, then you don't know. Now, my journey has been one that has been started with pain. And 
although it's a sad story, I do always look for the positive. And that is for me to be a better parent for my boys and all the dogs I have yet to have. So Boris will be eight in April and Barney will be six. Now, my own personal goals are to get Boris off his conventional medication for his epilepsy. Now, we have been working with Holistic Veterinarian on a herbal protocol and he's doing really well. So I do hope this will be in the next year or so. And my goal for Barney is to get his sensitivities under control and reduce his stress. So this is basically just to let you know that we are still working on our own journey. Now we're still learning every week. So if you are just starting out on your journey, then that's okay. There is a lot of information out there and it can be really confusing, but just take one step at a time everyone has to start somewhere if you're just starting out don't worry you will get there just do your best until you know better and then you can do better one thing I will say is that it is never too late to start read the book watch the webinars listen to as many podcasts as you can there are lots of people now advocating for fresh, raw feeding for dogs and natural ways of life to help increase the longevity of your pet. You just have to do the research. Go out, get self-educated and start today. This community is truly amazing. There is so much support from everybody. And always remember, I am here for you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. We have lots of special guests lined up. And I just know that this is going to be something that is truly amazing. Thanks for listening. Purpose of this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted as advice from a veterinarian or other professional. It does not form a client relationship with me, the host or any guest speakers and any information is not intended to and does not diagnose, treat, cure or prevent disease. In my guests express our own views, thoughts and opinions as individuals and the podcast neither endorses or opposes the views, products or services discussed here. If your pet is ill, always seek advice from your veterinarian. I am not a veterinarian and I do not treat disease or offer medical advice.